0: As I sit under the shade of the Green Dome drinking tea, memories and stories came flooding back to me. I hope you enjoy the stories as much as I enjoy telling them. Today is uh, February the 20th, Saturday and uh, we'll talk about football. First game I went to, my Portuguese neighbour took me to a football match in the 70s, That's showing my age. I remember it was, last, it was Chelsea against Blackpool, I think it was 2-1 to Chelsea, I can't remember much else about the game except who took me and it was my first ever football game. Then in the eighties, when I was just starting getting Giovanni and starting to get my own identity and be a boy, a fanatic Chelsea fan took me to a Chelsea match. We went to all the pubs before the game, things seemed fine. Watched the game, came out of the stadium and all the back of my jacket. It wasn't an easy thing to do to be a brown person and go to a football match in the eighties. I remember the first thing my mate said was what's happened to the back to your back and what the white trash had done even though I was in a Chelsea I was an Arsenal fan, but pretending to be a Chelsea fan that day, the white trash had spat all over my back just because I was a brown person at a football match. So I know what racism is. When as we were walking out of the stadium People, were there. one guy goes, I've seen two effing brown people. Brown people is putting it mildly, at one effing game. What is happening to my Chelsea? I remember him saying that after I'd been spat on and thinking these people are animals, proper animals, but you have to let it go. It's my fault for going to the match and plus some sins before the match and after the match nothing less than i deserved but the and and you can imagine it chelsea fans were called chelsea headhunters the violent violent uh battalion amongst the chelsea fans and also they're famous for give, when they fight someone they're famous for giving them a chelsea smile which i think they get a machete and they put it in your mouth and they cut from both sides of your mouth so very violent people so i weren't gonna say anything to the guy who said two brown people one effing game anyway we'll leave that one fast forward to when i became religious so i became religious and uh, what could i do social life in very common so i was told my social life was learning islam practicing islam and being good at my family now from the environment I came from, that wasn't much of a social life. Although I'm seeing it now as a brilliant social life. So well, it was the only thing I could do that was halal was watch football matches and go to football match and savour the atmosphere. Burn, I don't know if you remember this, but we went to Cardiff City, where in my days we were dressed up like massive turban, huge beard, white uh, all white clothes. That was in me. Extreme Sufi days. I miss those days, but we went to the match. Remember Wickham against Cardiff City? And uh, we were watching the game and just to hear a roar roar of the other Cardiff's about 7,000 Cardiff City fans all pointing towards our end of the ground and It looked like they were pointing at me and singing some song no no that can't be happening carried on watching the game but they were still pointing and they weren't watching the game these seven thousand fans they were just pointing and looking at at looking at me i thought and then burn goes ew ew they're singing at you they're singing a bin laden song and something just uh, erupted in me so I I sort of taunted them and said, Oh yeah, yeah, you know like, come on then you see. And you see these animal beast beasts beasts sort of getting aggressive, singing and laughing. But I think they knew that I was joking and egging them on. It was part of the banter at football matches. But that was another thing. Seven thousand Cardiff City fans, which are quite violent as well singing at me at a match wearing a turban and a beard and looking like bin Laden. and i think the song was some bin ladin song this must have been 19 no 2000 early 2000 this was because i was wearing the white turban i remember what i was wearing at that what era that was so this was must have been in the year 2000 but that was quite good having seven thousand mad welshmen singing against you fast forward another time so I go with 15 mates, this time I'm just wearing a kufi, yeah, a normal sugar type hat, small beard, everything. We watched the Reading game and then um, we're come back from the we coming back from the Reading game and there's coaches to take you to the railway, railway station and I'm hearing a song in the coach. I'm, I'm with 15 of my mates from my town, all non-Muslim, all, you know, the band. Ben, you were there. I think you remember. When I tell you the rest of the story, you remember and I started hearing do And what that is, that's a war song before they start fighting, basically, they were singing I've got a hat and it ain't like that, do da, do da, I've got a hat and it ain't like that, do da, do da, and what it is, they're pumping themselves up ready to fight a guy with a different hat. And I was looking around. I was the only one with a hat on and I looked around and they weren't my mates singing, (laughs) it was the West Ham fans and West Ham ICF, they're also known for violence. I just went bright red. Luckily, Bernard, he's a clever guy, he switched it all off, he he turned it around and Bernard goes, ew, ew, let off your bomb. (laughs) Love your bum that teach him a lesson. And luckily it simmered the atmosphere. But uh, that was another close one. Do you remember that, Burn? And then I remember the last time oh no, six minutes. I've got about two three stories left. It's gonna be a long one. I remember the the last match I went to at Reading that I can remember was when Red I think I was with you again, burn And we went to watch Reading in a midweek game. And they were singing. I was taking death seriously, life seriously, the meaning of life seriously. And the Reading fans were going, I'm reading till I die. I know I am. I'm reading till I die. And I thought, these guys have got not a clue about the reality of life. And they're singing, I'm reading till I die. I am aware. Whatever nonsense they were singing, that annoyed me. So after that, I vowed I would never go to a football match again. When I, when I realised how detached from reality. But then, I, my son, he's starting to get to 8, nine, ten years old, and he's turning into a bit of a football fan. He loves playing football, and he wants to watch football. So Bernard, do you remember this? I think we and you went to the semi-final of the Arsenal Reading. And I'm so happy we were doing the traditional English things going to the pub before the game, the Arsenal firm pub. And I remember my, this is something so beautiful. My son, he goes into the, he comes and he needs to use the toilet. He's in the pub, we're sitting outside in the garden and he said, I need to use the toilet. I think Steve Levitt, he took him into the pub and my son just come out crying, crying. It was the first time he's ever been in a pub and he needed to use the toilet and he just come out crying and crying. And I thought, huh? What's happened to him? And he goes, Dad, Dad, they were all singing in the pub and it scared me. He was only seven or eight years old, but he made me so happy. Hopefully, inshallah, he'll never go into a pub again. Um, there are many other stories about our football matches. but uh, Burn, you got any take on this? If it's clean, if what you say is clean, you got any take on this? Since you were out of most of these experiences. Um... If you've got your own take on them, then you put it. And then if, if I agree and the podcast administrator agrees, we'll put your podcast in as well. I'll give your version of events. Anyway, so it's gone nine minutes. It's the longest podcast so far. We'll call it Football in Islam. Hey,